0: yo what up nerds what's going on back welcome to another episode of bank black and nerd culture uh we're coming at you this is the podcast where we talk about superhero sci-fi pop culture all those things but we give it to you from a stand-up comedian and a super fan nerd that uh that does this thing uh and of course we're giving it to you from the black side the black perspective uh today we are talking about the amazing movie oppenheimer christopher nolan's latest uh as always yeah, joined by my boy kc in the place to be what up kev
1: what up what up tricky how you doing man oh
0: man i'm blessed and highly favored uh you know oh, and uh today today we have a very special guest on the pod man we ain't gonna do it like some yes, of these yes, other podcasts do. that you know yes, hype it do. up so much and have this nigga yeah. have to be silent for like, <laughs> 20 minutes nah bro we're gonna bring Jess right into this thing what up Jess?
2: If you can hear this, help! I've been abducted. Double- <laughs> <laughs> help.
1: We mean- one, one. <laughs> just,
0: just is, just is a uh, part of the black nerd culture. He has the nerd part down, but uh, he is not black, and that is okay.
2: Yeah. At the end, I think God ran out of the melanin. Just That's almost, it. you know. That's it. Almost. Because you definitely are brother will- from
0: another mother. Yeah, I man. Like those definitely.
2: I want to say thank y'all for having me on today, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Let's kick it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Are you are you muting yourself after every time that you speak? You know, I live in corporate America, and that's one of the things
2: <laughs> to do, unfortunately. I think it just sticks the with you. Trying okay? to, are you
0: pulling the Jeffrey tubin over there, bro? Are you, like, you muted to watch the porn? It.
2: It, yeah. It's like when you grow up in a house <laughs> full of women, and you just become trained you know, to put the seat down and <laughs> the toilet. And if you don't, that's like all hell breaks loose. So yeah, it's just like that with the mute
0: button. Yeah, it's well, okay,
2: it's
1: not because you it's never not know who, what's, what somebody's gonna say or do something on the other end. You don't know if some loud noise or something, or my wife might be calling my name. <laughs> <and> I'm like, <laughs> like I'm on the phone, man. I'm on this meeting. She don't care. Come on, but.
0: I love the curveballs though. Just we absolutely want to hear the wife and kid break into the room, and we want to hear the shit that they both talk yeah. to you. You know, so leave that thing unmuted, baby. That's what I was going to tell you. You
2: might hear literal shit. You, you never know when a diaper's going to hit a door <laughs> when you're trying to you know have a conversation. <laughs> so. Let's
0: go. Let's go, baby. We want all the smoke, man. Uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it, man. So, uh, like I said, today we're talking about the movie Oppenheimer. Dude, we did not watch Barbie. Barbie and Oppenheimer got released on the same weekend, which is kind of frustrating to me because I've heard this shit. Where they advertise Barbenheimer, bro? I haven't heard this. You ain't bro. That's all the marketing nah, nah, I've, I've, I've been hearing. I not heard. Oh, y'all tripping. I heard about this at all? Nah, it's crazy. Like they're lumping them into the same thing. And look, respect to Barbie. barbie's is what fucking hundred years old at this point, and she still look good for for her age. Uh, Great, but yeah, I don't. I don't. At first, she part.
1: has some work done. i first, she has <laughs> some
0: work done. <laughs> she got a little plastic you in you got her. Checkers, yeah. You
1: gotta, cap, yeah, cap, bro. I'm just saying, she all natural. Just saying.
0: All natural. I mean, yeah,
1: to be course. perky for that long,
0: she should have got the backside done though, too. She, uh, <laughs> she need the maybe be- she ran out of coin. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the next hundred years. We yeah. need <laughs> <laughs> Barbie. Yeah.
1: 2. Yeah. Yeah. You BBL. Yeah. BBL. Barbie. If you, I wonder if you look at the Barbies like from from generation one to generation now of how much that body is like changed to kind of fit. What's the mode for right now?
2: Yeah. I could see it being like uh what was it like Coke bottle Barbie, nineteen forties, the blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. like perfect like uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Marilyn Monroe Barbie. Yeah. Probably not gonna fit in so well in two thousand twenty ish. I don't know,
0: bro. I
1: don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, the way the way these uh, these ladies looking.
0: They have a thick Barbie. Okay. They put out a, like a what? Yeah, what do you call it? Like when they're trying to be all inclusive to to everybody. It's like I don't think it was called thick Barbie, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, thick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comfortable Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Married Barbie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Netflix marathon, Barbie. <laughs>
1: Cornbread Barbie. grown, grown, grown woman Barbie. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. Nah, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of in my fuck Barbie mood right now, man. Because I'm like, these are two completely different movies. Like I say, nothing. Not, um, Barbie obviously smashed the box office, man. Look, let's talk about, this was actually a very good weekend for movies and cinema in general, man. You know, they came through. Uh, they did very well, which is a good sign. Hopefully it'll get the studios and the actors to kind of come to an agreement and uh, cross the picking line, man, and, and get people back in the theaters, obviously with COVID and everything. It's it's just a good, it's a good time for the theaters in general right now, man. A lot of people are yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, when we went to go see the movie, it was packed. packed. It was packed. Packed. Yeah. Packed.
2: Yeah. Same, same here. Uh, in fact, when I was walking, I went to a new theater. I live in San Antonio. Uh, and this theater is kind of like the draft house, but it's the only one here. It's Flick's House. Y'all might have them out there. I don't know. But uh, the line was, like, out the door, like, literally out the door. It's crazy. And it was all Barbie people. And I was like, hey, is this a line to get in? They were like, no, this is a line to take a picture.
0: Oh, yeah. So they they had, had those little booth.
2: yeah. Right. So uh, uh, it was good, though, to see, like, just to come across a theater and see a line out the door for whatever it was. Yeah, right? bro.
0: I had, a, and, I had to uh, have a I little Mexican lady sit on my lap during the movie because they ran out of seats. It was nuts. Yeah, Did I remember that. Yeah. I didn't that she was nice. I was yeah, it was all right, it was all good.
1: I didn't, He tried to get her off, but he didn't want to be rude. I
0: tried to push her right off my lap with my boner, but she uh, <laughs> she liked it. <laughs> She stayed. She's... What's the run time on off number? Three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got soggy. Yeah, I don't think that was the run right time on you. That was just a run right time on off number. Hey, I got stamina, bruh. You don't know. You don't... <laughs> it's
2: going the distance.
0: <laughs> Release that mushroom cloud on our ass. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. 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 Um. So, yeah. Barbenheimer was was the thing it was the theme you know for these for these movies to be released man happy to see people got out to the to the theaters which was dope but let's talk about the movie that we all watched man and that everybody is here to see uh or here to to hear us listen to um Oppenheimer so look We've been breaking down secret invasion we really haven't done this in a while kev when it comes to a movie we're going to start it out like we usually do for our brand new movies that we watched and uh you know we're gonna be hospitable like we always are you know the southern yeah, yeah. black gentleman that we are and we're gonna uh-huh. post the uh, the question to our guests first and foremost jess jess is uh just short for jessica it
2: is yes. thank you for asking I you know it's something that too many people don't ask for that clarification, yeah. and I like them to know. Yeah, it is short. For Jessica, <laughs> Denise, Barbie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you for that clarification, man. I do want it to be respectful and call you by your full government. Uh, and you did, yeah. you did. That's why I keep mute, going on mute. Right, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to emulate you. Yeah. It's hard. No, 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 you don't. You don't need those problems in your life. Don't try to be like we, me in any we, way, form or fashion.
1: We, we refer that boy to JD.
0: <laughs> JD. Well, I do
2: like the name that I chose today. But... Yeah, <laughs> I do too.
0: <laughs> so it's,
1: it's a good. It's a good name.
0: I, um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jess. We started out this pod. When we do new movies, the same way every time, brother. I'm just asking a simple question about the movie, brother. Did you like it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I fell asleep. You know,
0: did you really? Mm.
2: No, I didn't. I love the movie. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, I did. I loved it. It was. Uh, it, I, you know, it was. It was weird. I don't always watch a movie or something like that where I feel a little conflicted. Right. Like as an American, I felt a little like at times I was like a little sick in my stomach. And at other times I was like, OK, I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And
2: uh, I don't think, you know, when we're watching uh, Marvel or whatever it is, I don't think we're always that happens. You don't always get stirred like that, uh, you know, with things, especially how we're all desensitized everything or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, I
0: really did. I like the movie. Fire, fire. All right, KC, What's up, man? Did you like it?
1: man yeah i i I enjoyed the movie i thought it was good um like just i kind of got a sense like once so so in the movie you're anticipating they're them creating uh the bomb but then once you get to that part of the movie you realize like man i'm kind of watching a a horror movie you know in a sense and i'm like it, it It resonates with you it has been a while since I watched a movie that I thought about like two three days through two or three days later, not just to review it, but yeah. just in your mind makes you think about stuff yeah and and that one definitely left me thinking about a lot of different things so yeah, what about you tricky how how'd you feel about this?
0: I liked it. I really liked it um you know first and foremost, you got the goat Christopher Nolan uh directing this thing, so amazing pacing amazing editing uh three hour runtime did not feel like three hours feel like it it, it, no. it rushed by um and i've talked with you about this kev but man i'm a when it comes to me being a nerd i'm a nerd on history man i'm a, I'm a huge history buff it's, Yeah, you know out of yeah. all the subjects in school especially in college it was my best subject i can retain history because dude it's so fucking interesting and this is probably one of the most Interesting or if not important things to happen in American history, world history, really. And uh yeah. I've I've you know gone into it even in my leisure time, just brushing up on what happened with these events, but I've never seen a dramatization of it. And for it to mm. play out like in a full-length movie, oh man, full, full boner. I mean that the little Mexican lady got a got a full boner. <laughs> Yeah, the whole three hours. It was awesome. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, was- <laughs> me too. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I I think I think what's kind of wild to me is you take something like I don't I don't know squad about physics and fusion and fission, right? Except for what I forgot already that basic high school years ago, right? Yeah. But they take like a complex thing and they turn it into this very intense hang on every scene type movie for 3 whole ass hours. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: And so you're watching the whole thing, but they're not telling you about all these complex scenarios. You're just watching like the dialogue and the story unfold. And uh I thought that was pretty impressive, right? I mean, it's not every day you see a movie like that.
0: Yeah.
1: It it's, it's been so long since you've seen a movie like that in theaters, really. I I um I haven't I don't can't remember the last time I went to a movie to watch like an Oscar-worthy movie. Um That you know, this was this has been a while, and it was it, it was Damn. good to see Take that. that
0: Marvel Kevin <laughs> throwing a jab at y'all right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: for 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 a nerd guy, you know, nerdy guy, yeah. I don't often go to the theater for that. I usually kind of reserve my time to watch that at home, or you know, if somebody's just chilling at the house, maybe watch with them. But for the most part, it was I was I was impressed to see. That in the theaters, impressed to see that it was sold out. Like, we, Tim Tricky had been talking about seeing this movie for like months. You know, he watched trailers, was telling me about it. I didn't know what this movie was about at all. I kind of came in just kind of blind, you know, blind, clean slate on a lot of it. Knew about the Manhattan Project, but I never dug deep into what that was all about and what it was composed of. And, you know, to see that, that was pretty cool how they uh told that told this story
0: May, Chris, christopher um, nolan to, has a oh my bad kevin uh
1: the the only thing that i kind of threw me off about the movie was in the beginning was the pacing in the in the beginning of the movie where it was just like so much going on and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa i don't know anything about this so it's a lot of information coming at me and and luckily they weren't bringing doing a whole bunch of science uh dump info dump because i would have been completely lost yeah but Nolan knows his audience, and and I like the fact that he knows his audience is intelligent enough to keep up with stuff. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You hit the uh, you hit the nail on the head, bro. You know, Christopher Nolan has a knack for you leave the you leave the movie theater feeling smarter than what you came in. You know, me, mm. even with Interstellar like i spend my leisure time oh, just yeah. going down rabbit holes of, of youtube videos i know way more about astrophysics than i do about <laughs> the business that i'm in to make Man, money no, straight up, bro, we, can have a whole we can have a whole pod on black holes and 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 the way the universe was constructed like the big bang all this shit. it's useless information when it comes down to it because that's not how i make my day-to-day living but on a a movie, an entertaining movie, Christopher Nolan does do a great job of saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to dumb this down so much and disrespect my audience. I'm going to give it to you raw. And it it makes you want to go back and watch the movie over and over again because it's like, oh, this is what this is. This is the concept of the, the the fourth dimension. This is what he's meaning by this Tesseract. This is like all of these different things. And it's like when they, even when it comes to quantum mechanics and stuff, they do a great job to not over explain, but give you just enough. You know, where he asks, He's like, dude, uh, how does how what form of light it, it, does it come to you? Is it is it wave or is it particles? He's like, yo, it's both. And that's crazy. And you get into like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's right, you know. Then you want to dive into it more, and you just keep coming back, dog. Chris Nolan's the goat, bro.
2: Yeah, and he's done that in multiple movies too, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you think about Tenant, he did that with time travel. Yeah, uh, spo- spoiler alert, right? If you haven't seen it, it's, uh, it's been out a few years, yeah. but he did it with Inception, sort of this psychological Fire. thing, and using some type of device, right, where you can go into somebody's mind and in levels and all this thing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, even with like a, a superhero movie, right? When he did the Dark Knight franchise. The greatest movie ever made. I, you Dark know, Night. I think it might be. Actually, I tell people that a lot of times. It's not yeah. my favorite movie, but I do think that the Dark Knight is the best movie that, at least in my generation, or our generation, has yeah. Yeah. been made. I, I do that. But yeah, he's, you know, and I, th- I don't know if he's like a John Favreau kind of guy or whatever, right? I, I don't fully go, oh, it's all him it's all this one man named Chris Nolan that does everything, yeah. but mm-hmm. he knows how to assemble the cast, right? right. He knows well, how to bring about, in the right
0: people. Think about the comparison, right? That this, With this movie, you, know, you got Robert Oppenheimer, who is the father of the atomic bomb, but obviously he had, what, 4,000 scientists working on it. He's, at the end of the day, he's the guy. Just like Chris Nolan's the guy, he knows how to delegate, he knows how to put together an amazing team uh, and, and get the job done. So at the end of the day, hey, the guy that gets the credit, you get the credit, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, one of the scientists number 3,782 that was on the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah man. Uh, I can't say enough good stuff about this movie. But, I mean, what what else are you thinking, KC?
1: So we can start with our, the main character, Oppenheimer. What did y'all think about him? Uh, what did you think about, was it... Uh, uh gillian killian, killian murphy yeah uh that that played him and how did you think he reflects you know what apaheim Abraham Abraham might have gone through in his you know this part of his life man that's like the pinnacle of his creation you know or his career career i should say
0: yeah you want to touch on it Jess? yeah
2: so i'm actually i'm pulling him up right now on imdb i'm looking at uh uh Mr. Murphy and seeing kind of what he's played in the past yeah. I I think about I, I don't know so much about maybe I haven't watched Peaky Blinders full disclosure
1: I'm a fan of Pinky Blinders watched every yeah. season yeah
0: I know it's why, a you, super why, popular why you ain't why you ain't put me on bro like usually when you watch something that's good content you like usually forcing me to watch it this one you're just like oh mm-hmm. no nah, you don't need to see something good you just let me sleep on it huh I see I see what's up Ah right, man. If you go and go no, don't try to fucking right do now. it now. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, calm
1: down. It's okay. Right. I'm still in Samuel Jackson Ooh. mode. I've been
0: watching, too yeah, much, man. You, are, you are hot right now. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: like, I'm glad I'm in the room with you. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, you all
2: right? I've seen this guy in uh, Heart of the Sea, I've seen him in uh. Uh, think about him as scarecrow he's yeah, like also he's, he's an all films, right? he's in all
0: Christopher Nolan films right he's, dunkirk yeah he's in all yeah. of them. so he's a, Inception.
2: He's a, inception yeah. yeah i mean he's when i think about it, he's just a i don't know his his range or whatever they call it right but i do think he's a consummate pro when it comes to being an actor and he he just i don't know squat about robert j oppenheimer but if those were his true mannerisms and that's how he talked and that's where his idioms and all those things or idiosyncrasies, like he nailed it, right? Like I learned a lot about another man because of this actor. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. Do you find him attractive?
0: <laughs> oh, man, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> He's an interesting looking guy. I mean. Uh, Apparently yeah. a lot of ladies did. Really? Right, Mr. Robinhouse oh, yeah, was yeah, a yeah, 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 oh, there, man. yeah. We got to talk about that. Uh Absolutely. But yeah, now <laughs> Gilly Murphy crushed it, man. Uh, yes uh amazing actor dude just just really really good um i've looked up obviously like i say even before the movie when you talked to just when you talked about you know his mannerisms and everything uh, uh, about oppenheimer uh dude i thought that he fucking crushed it especially after the fact when you watch interviews of oppenheimer talking about what he created and the remorse that he feels and the conundrum that he has in his head about, uh, you know, creating an atomic bomb. I thought that that was very well portrayed, uh, by, by Murphy throughout this movie, I thought he did a really good job.
1: Yeah. One of the things I think that's like, that this is distinctive about, uh, Murphy as an actor is his way to portray a feeling without saying words. Um, yeah. so he kind of uses his face a lot without even like making snarling or just a lot of movement in it he does something to where you can feel whatever he's feeling just based off of how he reacts or what he does my his face.
0: Uh, My wife has that ability too it's not always appreciated <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, really, he really did it the shit? I said it. beep <laughs> All
0: the time, man. That's I
2: take it she doesn't watch
0: the podcast. No, right? no, no, she is not. Uh, no, she is, she is not a listener.
1: Yeah, I got you. She, she, I can say whatever I want.
0: Not Aha, it's <laughs> uh, This is
1: on the pod, baby. It was on the pod, baby. Don't worry about that. It's not what I say in real life. Yeah. <laughs> just do that for the gram, you know what I mean? Oh, man. will get back home. It's just me and you. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I mean.
0: Baby, there was an AI version of me. I can't believe he said the shit that he was saying.
1: It was deep fake. Yeah, deep fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, um, yo, let's talk about the other actors, man. Obviously, uh, uh, killian Murphy did his thing, but this thing was star-studded. What an amazing <laughs> cast. And I think this is only one of the things uh Christopher Nolan is probably one of the only directors who can get A-list actors to play supporting roles. You know what I'm saying? And and not have to be, you know, and they not demand to be like a, a huge part of it. but bro. You had Matt Damon playing the supporting cast. You had Emily Blunt or uh, supporting cast, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., uh <laughs> what's his name? Robbie Malik. I mean, just just Absolutely, got Huey from the boys, bro. So many recognizable faces. Uh, I know out of everybody, I know he's probably uh, <laughs> the, the, one, the least one, but I appreciated seeing him. I'm like, hey, I know that dude. I did too. You know? So,
1: J- Josh Hartnett coming out of nowhere,
0: bro. I mean, what the fuck has he been? It's like he got attacked in Pearl Harbor and came back to bomb Japan. <laughs> what a redemption story, bro. <laughs> What a fucking redemption story. Oh,
1: that's hilarious. Hey, man, why are we talking about Josh Hartnett? Did he look like an old Clark Kent to y'all in this movie?
2: I can see that. He was attractive. He looked nice. I mean, he did look like an older Josh Hartnett, right? Like it's been... He was in something not long ago, like very B type thing. But, I, you know, I think that's just some of these actors, right? They take a break. Hey, want to do the family thing or whatever. And then it's like,
0: oh, yeah, I need some money. Yeah. so i don't know how they come
2: back i saw i saw penelope cruz the other day at a commercial for like something i don't know oh, what that commercial
0: is so annoying but it's like it's like the uh emirates airline or some shit shout out to the united emirates it, it, you know again our uh, number one supporters of this podcast uh so we we, had, we definitely want to give a shout out to you guys no disrespect on that trash ass commercial uh it just it's just her looking nice sitting up in a nice position but but it's overly played and it's like where have you been?
2: <laughs> yeah, if you need to see her looking nice, go check out Captain Corelli's Mandolin. That's Nick Cage. That's a throwback movie right there. So. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Jess is uh I was gonna say, partner,
1: what is it? Uh what is it, Banditas? I'm not
0: f i am not I am not so <laughs> familiar with her work, man. I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: There no, there's a movie I think it's called Banditas with uh Penelope
0: Cruz and Selma Hyatt. Oh yeah, what a what a movie. I'll i watch it. i watch it on mute. <laughs> man, I'm tr- so you were talking about
2: um God man, my wife would kill me because I forgot the name of this movie because it she loves this movie. Uh the guy so uh, you're talking about the cast of Oppenheimer, right? The guy that played the lawyer in there, uh Lloyd Garrison, his name is Macon Blair, Macon? Mason Blair. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Y'all know
0: play the lawyer. Who's lawyer. Oppenheimer's. Oppenheimer's
2: the movie birdcage. That's it. The movie birdcage with Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that
0: the dude? No, that was a nah, birdcage. Nah.
2: Oh, nah, come on. It looks that, a lot like him. You know, the guy,
1: the guy's younger, but yeah, I know what you're talking about, he was in golly. What was that guy? in? he was in a TV show and a movie. Man, where, where was that guy in? Because he has a distinct look. This is compelling
0: stuff, guys. This is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's racist, just just saying all white people look alike. I'm offended.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I am saying it. It makes
0: sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I really thought that was him. Anyways, the movie Birdcage looks just like the Great guy. Got everybody
0: uh, in this movie, you know, he's probably if that's not him, he's probably in the movie somewhere else. This is probably an extra. A soldier number five. Yeah, I mean go. this movie. I don't know how they so let's talk about the budget of this movie, bro. I heard that this movie was budgeted at uh a hundred million dollars. And if you're running producer right now, if you want to double check me, just uh I think it I think it just cost them a hundred million to make this movie, which is incredible, uh, you know, for for a motion major picture. But Nolan usually He seems to keep his movies under budget now the big thing about this movie is that he came out and said that he wanted to use as little cgi as possible um which is also impressive uh you know when you talk about a movie that includes nuclear bombs so (laughs) the the nuke scene in the movie bro (laughs) the thing coming into the movie was like yo goddamn chris nolan he actually used a nuclear bomb in the movie. He fucking unleashed the nuke, you know, so everybody started. Now, obviously, he did not. It was not a, a nuke, but, bruh, what a reputation. I want this kind of reputation when it's all said and done, all right? I want the reputation of people just saying, "God damn, bruh, Tricky really let off a nuke, and people be like, yeah, that's that sounds like something that he would be able to pull off. What a yeah. reputation of a director to have this rumor be out there and people not even second guess it like it's amazing you know but no he did not he did not set off a a a real nuke for this movie but you know prove it hey hey right
1: i think this is the most i've ever seen you smile on a podcast like you are that big a fan of chris man.
0: Or destruction, man. <laughs> I maybe mean, it's because Jess is here. Let's give Jess some credit too. Shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jess making people smile you, over here.
0: You need
2: some of those laugh tracks a little
1: applause.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now nah, we don't use no CGI on this podcast. So we uh, everything is live. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So. so- Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Tricky. So, so no, I was just saying, man, the budget of this movie, you know, hundred million. I mean, and the box office totals just for the weekend came in at right around 85 mil. Uh it might have just been domestic. So obviously, dude, this this movie's about to turn some numbers and uh as as it should, you know. which y'all agree that this with this movie being based in, in you know in real history? Is would we consider this one of the most important films uh, of of shit all time? Maybe.
1: Oh man, I didn't stop back to to um, think about that. Uh, oh, man, um, I did think that because we're in an era that grew up with the atom bomb already existing, and especially with us being more inclined to like nerd. Things or sci-fi, they're using that all the time. So the explosions, the 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 outcome of it, yeah. we kind of de- de- desensitize a little bit as far as what what it means, and and we come from a place that where our parents were children whenever the cold world, cold war was going on. So that 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 apprehension, that fear, that generational fear of it, it's a little different for us in comparison to what somebody was dealing with whenever it first came around. So I think what's cool about this movie, it actually reintroduces that fear to a generation that is constantly at each other for no particular reason and forgetting that we're all human and we try not to get to a place where violence are is because we end up going and escalating things to a place we don't need to be. So I don't know if it's the most uh, important movie yet, yeah. Only time will let us know as it as it kind of goes on. Okay. But what but what is done is probably one of the most monumental things that we've seen um, for, I guess, for the century. You know, okay. I would think.
2: I, I too like the nudity in it, Kevin.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, just, I can't. <laughs> I'm just summarizing what you said. Yeah, I pee, uh, yeah, yeah. All that to be like, Florence Pugh. Florence pews. Stay hit us with the pews, bro. Pugh, Pugh, Pugh. No
2: uh, I am going to answer a question, but uh, I actually got up to use the restroom when that happened because it's a three-hour movie, and I came back and I was like,
0: "Oh, that must have been the." Uh, did you get up twice? Because <laughs> she was naked ninety percent of the goddamn movie. Like, yeah, no, I did. I did get up twice. So that's I did not know that, Oh, man. You, yeah. fuck, dude, that's disappointing as hell. Yeah. Like, that's, out of all, all the moments there. you yeah. could get up and leave the theater, it's Florence Pugh is is is, is letting out the pews, bruh. Come on.
2: That's what happens. You get in there, you put down a couple of pints, you know, in those brew houses, and then you're, uh, go your
0: I would sue. I'll keep you pee yourself. I would, I would, I would sue, sue the sue. distributor of the liquor that forced you to pee during those <laughs> scenes. That's a good idea. I'm taking that. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, do I think it's the mo- how
2: did
1: you say it? Jimmy, one of the I'm most important? Just based on
0: the historical, based on the historical value of the of the movie, would you consider it? Uh, and I know it's premature, but would you you think in the pantheon of things, you think is going to go down as one of the most important films of, of of our time?
2: I think it certainly could, right? If you if you're creating like what is the criteria to make a great film? First of all, it's a true story that needed. I feel like it needed to be told, right? To to a different generation. Kevin talked about you know, people of a different generation that probably see that a completely different way that lived through the Cold War era. Yeah. If you're 17, 18, 19 or whatever coming up and you're going to see this movie on, you know, some type of on demand in two, three years, it's a great movie and I'm sure it'll it'll have a lot of staying power, but you're not going to know that story, right? It's just going to be something you learn about on page 362 of your history book or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. You, you might know about the, the mutually assured destruction policy because- some old lady was talking about it one time. But when you see the movie, I think, and you're hanging on every scene, the way it's shot and the way it was told and the people that put it together and you see RDJ in you know this villainous role and all these things, yeah. the way it's told, I think it has enough staying power and with a historical element to be up there, right? I, yeah.
0: I think
1: so. Well, I, 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 it's, what, it's what Titanic did.
0: Yeah. Titanic, Titanic went... I was going to say i was going to say titanic would think what about things a little bit differently uh because c- titanic wasn't 100 percent based in you know uh fact you know 100 yeah. percent historical fact uh this one this one was but it still had those same elements of you know romance and and all this kind of stuff you know he was he was kind of a dirtbag you know but who ain't you know what i'm saying it's uh it's all good but Man, just as far as like, like we're talking about something rooted in history and Kevin, you touched on it a little bit, uh, man, hopefully future generations will be around to see this movie because this movie does reintroduce us or or put our minds in that state that, Hey, at any given moment, it could be a wrap. You know, it, it reminds us that this was the time, this was the inception of a creation that, could take us all out in one foul swoop. before that we didn't have the capability or we didn't know exactly how to exterminate the entire planet like our entire species now we do you know in a conspiracy theory and we can touch on this later if you guys want to a conspiracy theory is that <laughs> i might be opening up a whole like tinfoil hat type fucking uh, conspiracy theory but The conspiracy theory is that los alamos los alamos is now used as a hub where like aliens caught wind of the fact that we developed and discovered nuclear power and they came down and we started chopping it up with them and a lot of the technology and shit that we have now comes from aliens now like i say that's that's just what i've heard i'm not saying i believe this this is a conspiracy theory that's out there but Obviously, if you aliens and you monitoring humans and you like, man, these motherfuckers, they about to they about to wipe themselves out, you know. Uh, So it's a it's an interesting conspiracy theory. But anyway, back to the movie. This was the first time that that humans had created something or discovered something that could totally eliminate the entire species. And it's relevant because we had Kevin, we've been chopping it up and breaking down the secret invasion series. And that that show was Really, based on the fact that you know the alien invaders are trying to pit the Americans and the Russians against each other to destroy the world.
1: Thanks. The spoiler alert. Sorry for for Joshua over there.
0: Well, I've seen one episode, but I I I think they introduced that plot in that in that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean that's that's the basis of it. It just reminds you, and then we have this whole thing going on with Ukraine right now, Russia and China and who's with each other. It's like, bruh. This is a real. This is a real life possibility to get to get real to get serious with it, bro. Yeah. This 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 is not in any way, form or fashion science fiction. This is a real life concern. This is why Oppenheimer really was feeling so remorseful, and the fact that something that he created or helped create killed the official totals of what a uh, hundred and thirty thousand people, but you know, you know, more realistically with all of the cancers and uh the radiation that that went into these people in Japan probably closer to a hundred i mean two hundred and fifty thousand people that perished uh you know because of this discovery man because of this invention
1: When so yeah two two things real quick one I think they would have played this movie in like high school when you're learning about these things in history if there wasn't pew pews in there you know if Fuck it let, let them you see.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it may and maybe maybe by the time kids get to a different point they'll be able to show this stuff and just kind of have a permission to slip the slide sign or whatever or put your thumbprint to it or something you didn't see but, in high school yeah but not in my heart not, okay. not 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 <laughs> by my teacher
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, nope. just just like don't fall for that answer is nope i know
0: that because i didn't do it <laughs> Nope, nope, that was no notes. titties, no titties in high school. You only watch the scrambled cable channels like titties. <laughs>
2: Just turn the knob.
0: <laughs> Hit it, oh man, yeah, oh man. No, I'm, I, I think you're right. Yes, this, this, this movie does give very good historical value. So yeah, I'm with you. I could, I could definitely see them playing this in a, in a, in a high school setting for sure. Yeah.
2: Damn dude, that's the thing though. I really hadn't thought about that until you just said it. Like did this movie air in Japan, for example? Like I, I don't good
0: know. Point. That. Good, yeah, good point. Good
1: th- point. We yeah, that was the other thing I was gonna say was I, I don't think that whenever they were in the in the midst of constructing whatever they were constructing in the in the initial stage for for me whenever you're doing a job, whenever you're doing a project, you have a different expectation of who you're giving this to or what you're doing when you're making a product and then what you actually end up selling into. So I don't think he really I don't think the people the scientists really realize that they were going to put this on an actual on civilians, you know. Gee, that, I don't that, know. Well, I not but, but but maybe not, but not I think but I, not. Disagree. Gee, I disagree too. But 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 but, but here Oh, you said you're, you you you're saying,
0: you're saying. Uh, my bad, Kev. You're saying Oppenheimer and uh, the workers and the scientists at Los Alamos. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. I what, think okay, I think, when, right. I think you may be right.
1: When you were first initially making up this thing, I think their goal was to, okay, we're going to fight the soldiers, the enemies. That's who we're going to bomb. Like, yeah. that. that's who we're after. But, but when you come to find out a little bit more and you realize, like, okay, we're actually going to bomb a city, then you're kind of already so wrapped up in your creation, you can't even really see what's in front of you? What's the what's the outcome of, of that? Because you because you yeah. still really don't really know. And when they tested, it, it was so amazing. It was like, well, how can we not do it? But it's still no excuse. Like it's still it's still like it's an excuse, but it's also still like hard to really grasp on what they've done afterwards. Like, there there are yeah. times where I sit there and I think about my life. And, and I am kind of like, dang, man, I really regret doing that and have remorse. But after watching this movie, and seeing what those people have had to do for protection and and for our country and for for the wars and what they've stopped for wars to come, it still might has to be a little bit like dang, like
0: that's the. But I think that's this, the. Conundrum. This group
1: did such a good job of like dis- displaying that versus yeah. what a what a textbook does and what a and what what a, a documentary does. They they exactly they made it more more real. But yeah, yeah man. I'm, I'm off
0: of that. No, you're hitting to Jess's point, man. And just I'm sure you, you know, you want to want to talk about it. That's that's the whole dilemma, you know. That's that's it. You know, that's that that sums up the whole dilemma of this thing, dude. I mean, yeah. is this used for peace? You know, uh, it, did, did did it make the world a more peaceful place, or or did it deliver uh, the the weapon of our entire destruction? You know. Yeah. yeah,
2: the arms race, right? Yeah. Oh, you got a web, and they talk about that in the movie, right? Yeah. Oh, you got one. We got a bigger one, yeah. Right, and we got a bigger one than that. And I, one thing I liked, and I hope this doesn't give too much away for people that haven't seen it, but yeah, if you
0: have, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie, come on, come on, bro, uh, <laughs> that's on you? Yeah. Uh,
2: you know they they talk about like when he has these kind of ethical crossroads that he's at, right, Oppenheimer. But they visually like show that. So like the way Nolan has put this together, you know, the room is actually the the physical room that he's in is shaking and the lights are going on and off. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. And it's not, it's not actually happening, IRL, but it's happening there and they're portraying it on screen. So you can see like what's welling up in him. And I would venture to guess that's probably what happened to a lot of these people as they're figuring out, hey, this isn't just another project, right? This isn't just another. Put some things together and do something yeah this is going to change the world and it, was, yeah. it was
0: represented in the fact that in los in los alamos you know because all the scientists brought their families so these are thousands of people living in a community you know they're having discussions amongst each other and in the movie they had it to where they had a a town home meeting you know talking about the ethical implications of of the bomb because at this point germany had already surrendered hitler had already died so they're questioning hey what the hell are we you know really kind of still doing this for because they they realize they understand we're still creating a bomb that is potentially going to be used on someone so a lot a lot of ethical questions uh were already arising from people even before the bomb was was in use yeah man uh yeah you touched on it oh go ahead go ahead
2: i just remember one of them is you know when they first started they're talking about i guess they're doing they talk a little bit in the movie about the theory like doing it on you know all these equations or however they do it on paper versus like the in the lab right or the practicality of it of it actually happening and there's at one point in the movie they talk about uh actually in several points they didn't know if this would ignite the entire atmosphere yeah Cause a chain reaction that never stops. Yeah. So yeah. imagine you're on a project working on something. And you're like, yeah, we're supposed to basically be making this weapon that stops the war, but we might eradicate everything. Yeah. Right.
0: There's a greater than zero chance that it could ignite the atmosphere yeah. and right. destroy and that, the world. And
2: that's just and that's Tuesday. And then you go back to work on Wednesday. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell, kind yeah. of job is that?
1: But. You're also looking at the fact they had to race against the other countries. Like, Germany could have it could have established this earlier than we did, but they weren't willing to work with others. So that's also a scary concept, too. Well, that's the whole thing. You know? that,
0: that's that's the whole reasoning behind it. That's the, the reason I'm sure Oppenheimer could lay his head on a pillow at night to say, hey, the only reason we're proceeding with this and, and working so fast and trying to get it done is because, man, our hands are safer than nazi's hands to to have this thing and in hindsight you know like okay is that true you know it was it it's it's like somebody was going to create it once once they discovered how to split the atom it was only a matter of time before someone you know understood how to how to weaponize this thing you know and you know nazis uh hitler in particular bro if you know you're in an arms race at this point trying to create a nuclear bomb. You don't kick the Jews out, you know? That's like Trump saying, hey, we wanna build a wall, but we also wanna get rid of the Mexicans. Like, it doesn't work that way. Who's gonna build a fucking wall? So you can't, if you're Hitler, you can't get rid of the Jews, you know? He's gonna, he's gonna. Yeah. He's he's gonna roll up his (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. (laughs) At least once every episode, I was gonna say we say something controversial, but, but uh, the majority of the time it's me uh, that says something that will potentially get us canceled. So uh, I apologize that you have to be a part of, of this, but hey, am man. I not spitting facts though? And I'm a comedian. It's America, right? Yeah. You can do this. This is the only country on earth you come can on, do this. baby. Oppenheimer fought for up. our right for me oh, to, to say this shit. I love but it, Tricky. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But no, yeah, so, man, to be real, for real, um, yeah, that was this whole thing nazis are or, or whoever man, somebody, somebody was gonna create this thing, so Oppenheimer felt compelled and and everybody was like yo we we gotta we gotta get there before they do, um but obviously, the whole moral conundrum of everything comes down to the fact that, man. Germany had, had surrendered already, you know, and at the point of the time of, of practical use of this bomb, dude, it was just Japan. And, and it look this is this is historical historically, you know, based right. I'm not this isn't my opinion. It's kind of been noted that, dude, Japan they wasn't gonna do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't a real reason we needed to drop a whole two nukes on Japan uh you know i don't know what 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 do y'all think man because then we get into the whole morality of everything you know how y'all what y'all think how y'all feeling
2: okay so only thing that's in my mind right now is like you know the marvel series what if yeah right something slightly in the universe yeah yeah. or if y'all have seen uh, i think it's on amazon the man in high castle if I'm saying that right.
0: I haven't seen that one.
2: Where it's like, no. what What if the Nazis had one? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. they allied with like Japan and what that would look like. Yeah. Down the road. Right. So like, let's in a, in a parallel different universe or something like that, if they did Oppenheimer too, and uh, let's just say it took <laughs> a different stroll through time and, and, you know, Nolan did a little mixing and mash. I would like tennis. that. I would love that. Right. Like if they did something like yeah. that, imagine what that could be like, because in the movie, they barely talk about Japan. Yeah. Like, as you talked about, they talk about, hey, Hitler's already dead. Germany has given up effectively. But they just say, they have like one or two lines where they're like, hey, the Japanese are never going to give up. Yeah. Well, how did you know that, right? Yeah. Like, what what did you have that that really like said that? So, so what if, what if they didn't? And what if you didn't have to use those bombs? How would it have changed the landscape of history? Yeah. Like, even to this day, you know?
0: Yeah. No, uh, very fair question. Obviously, uh, yeah. as Kanye would say, the world would never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah, man, dude, you don't you don't give America a brand new shiny toy and tell them, oh, we don't have to use it, Bruh, The motherfuckers launched this shit less than a month after it was tested. It was like, oh, we it's ready, it's ready. Let's go. Let's drop that shit. You know, I don't. It was yeah. like. I think if anybody at the time had smoke, it was like, oh, Yo, you getting these bombs, bro. We want to show off what the fuck we got. <laughs> Damn a test. You know, we can tell you all day long what we got, but we're going to show you, you know, and you're going to know forever that, yeah. you know, we got these things. And still the, the, the question, the moral implication is, did this effectively create peace on earth? You know, because... You you would still have modern warfare going on, right? I mean, who's to say that we still wouldn't lose thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers, you know, each and every year from war going on in, in a nuclear bombless world, you know? But dropping that nuke, it was like, oh shit! Every you know, you got cold war situations. You have a world that knows, man. We 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 pop one, you are gonna pop one back, and that's a wrap for everybody. You know, so did it create a peaceful world or was America really just like some assholes?
1: Man, that's a that's a good question. Um, I don't think none of us are really set to, to, to answer. Um I do think that if you look they they always say if you look at the numbers of how many people have died and since the creation, uh it's lowered. Uh, but you also look at the number, kind of got spiked up because of it too. So I don't know. I think if you look at it that way, you can see that it's it's invoked some some peace to me because you don't you know you don't you know what, was it, what did they say? Don't cut off your nose to spite cut off your nose spite your face. Kind of kind of mentality. Um, and I think that's why it's really really. I've heard that saying.
0: I'm trying to figure out how it applies here, or did I, am I missing something?
1: Like basically, do I want to blow up the world because I'm pissed off at this country? Oh yeah, okay, 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 okay. I got you. I got that's what. I, that, if I got maybe you. maybe I used it incorrectly. No no, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, my, I don't know, man. My my thinking is is that it, it definitely has changed up the landscape. That's that's can't can't be denied. Um, and I do make it. I do think it makes us second guess a lot of things. But I'm very optimistic about that.
0: Also, I think everyone I is think, like. I'm very optimistic I, that no one drops a bomb anywhere on Earth because. But
1: but there's, yeah yeah. There, there, I kind of like there, being here. Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> it. I like uh,
2: it, here. man. By yeah. the way, this podcast, man. i feel like I'm on a roller coaster right now. This is good. Like we're laughing, having a good time. Oh, thousands
1: of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like very heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh man, man. It's, it feels it's,
0: honestly kind of like the movie, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, not only did it create not only did thousands of people die, just we could blow up the fucking world (laughs) yeah so you know i think about i don't know but i think
2: that's like one of those uh i don't know what you call those types of questions where it's it's debatable right ongoing did it create peace i mean it it ended a war at least that's how history played out right now we don't know if they hadn't dropped those bombs like would the japanese surrender like would they just assess the situation we don't know right that's the what if episode but I think what it de- damn sure did was create fear. And I think that it created fear for people on one side of the globe versus people on another side of the globe. Right. You sprinkle on a little media to, as an ingredient to that and newspapers and all those things. And, and it created mm-hmm. a lasting piece of that that led to the cold war, right? Like these were, these were some of the big variables that were around, at least to my limited
0: knowledge yeah.
2: to like kind of push that thing along.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I love I love how you brought up the the what if type situation, uh, you know, and not to completely nerd out, man, you know, I'm not high enough to to get into the real life. What if type scenarios, because if you want to get into quantum mechanics and all of that, like every action has an equal reaction, like there's parallel universes, every decision splits off into to different realms, into different universes, like what if? You know we are just living in a reality right now that we're playing out that you know yeah uh we we dropped the nuke and this is this is this is how it's playing out but there's so many different parallel universes where no we didn't drop the nuke on japan and that that's playing out or the nazis developed the first drop the nuke on our ass and you know how many different universes have we destroyed the earth a million times over because they say we have the capability nuclear weapons on earth right now to destroy the world a thousand times over, which is complete overkill. I mean, why, why do do, why do we have this, <laughs> this capability? You know what I'm saying? But, um, it says a lot about us as
2: human beings. All right. Like yeah. imagine you're a third party, like an alien or whatever. Right. You come here and you're like, Hmm, <laughs> how I take this place over. Well, actually, I don't even really need to do that. It seems like they're doing a good job of doing that amongst themselves. That's just, it. Just wait it up.
0: That's it and that's why i was saying like dude not to get so wildly conspiracy. conspiracy because th- this movie is great enough already we have enough content to to not get wild and to not get silly with silly conspiracy theories but they say you know, over some uh some base you know some army base somewhere where there's nuclear weapons and just i don't know if you've heard this before i know kevin don't too much subscribe to the conspiracy theories but there were lights over this uh, this base and all of a sudden the nuclear warheads activated without anyone operating them and then they turned off now this is something that you know recently the the pentagon has been you know releasing a lot more information on ufos and the the classified stuff that they have they've been declassifying a lot of information on uaps and all this kind of stuff uh, this is one of the things that people are questioning, like, hey, we've heard these reports and no one has come out and just straight up said, no, nah, this is this is some bullshit. You know, it's one of those things that's like, hey, if if that has happened, we need to fucking know if something randomly in the sky can activate goddamn nuclear bombs. This is a big fucking deal. You know, maybe it's aliens just being like, look, y'all need to stop what the fuck y'all doing. You know, and if y'all don't, we going to do it for you.
2: You know, this one what I would say is something like that. I'm paraphrasing hardcore here, but I remember a while back, Dave Chappelle, comedian, right? He had said something to the extent of when somebody tells another person knee-jerk reaction, oh, that's crazy. You're crazy, right? He said, it's dismissive, right? Yeah. It may not be the truth, but there might be some elements of truth within something like that. And it's dismissive to say it's not. Now, what I can say, the second thing, Tricky, is that I have been to the Alamo. I live in San Antonio. There ain't no aliens in the
0: Alamo. I'm I'm so confused to why even the fuck <laughs> you said that. But <laughs> the no one was no questioning aliens. if there were question if there were aliens in the Alamo. You gotta explain most some, Alamo. Oh god. The Alamo. <laughs> uh not the same place. Anybody listening and I'm sure Jess knows this as well. Uh yeah, So far from being <laughs> The, the aliens are stored in the Alamo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: They heard about the River Walk. They're going out there too.
2: Yeah. yeah. I see a little green dude with a green margarita.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sinked it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, we we definitely uh, almost strayed off the deep end, man. But hey, The more terrifying thing, though, when it comes to talk of aliens and UAPs, UFOs, and all that, well, it's debatable, right? What's more terrifying? Is it more terrifying that there's possibly aliens and UFOs activating our nukes and being a part of our life without us realizing it? Or is it more terrifying that these UAPs and UFOs and shit that we don't know what they are is actually Russia or China, and they have the capability to fuck with our our instrumentation and our nukes and stuff. I mean, what? which one to y'all is more terrifying? Don't everybody answer at once, goddamn. Now, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 That's like,
1: pick your poison, man, really. Yeah. Uh, I, but the thing is, there's a scene in the movie where he's like, uh, Oppenheimer is getting accolades for his, uh, for building a bomb and everything. And he's kind of having reaction as if he's seen the bomb, like it, the, everything's flashing, all this stuff. And people are, it's pretty much what happened. happen. So even the sense of it, I don't necessarily think of myself as a person who's fortunate enough to like see that coming or be afraid of whatever it is. Because we live in Texas and there's so many different reactors here, I would, and we're like the third biggest city. I would think that they would probably be one of the top five places that they're going for. So based off of that statistic, I think like, all right, then if they're gonna do it, we're most likely one of the places they're gonna be going for. So I won't really know what to be afraid of. I'm more kind of like, if we're sitting here talking, having a conversation, everything just turns white.
0: That's racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so, you know, I I think it's, I don't know if there's option C, right? If there's A and B, if there's option C and it's like, this movie, it tells me a lot about humanity, right? Like, oh, we got to, we got to, and this is a true story, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure Hollywood took some liberties, but hey, we got to scramble together and put the brightest minds in a room so we can get a giant bomb to blow someone else up. And we weren't, you know, that wasn't indigenous to America or Germany. I mean, and then fast forward now, there's other countries that are doing the same thing, oh, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is how
2: we protect, right? Who's got the biggest stick on earth? That's what scares me, right? Like they're, We're capable of some super cool things as human beings, right? Yeah. But then we've got this maniacal side where we come in out the corner you know, and we do stuff like this. Uh, yeah. There was one thing I, I did want to say is that when Kevin was talking about earlier, or maybe you were talking about it, uh, about how it just transitioned. So the, you're talking about picking places. And in the movie, there's a scene where they are picking the different cities as to where they're going to drop it. And I, I think it was like a secretary oh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He just casually says like, "Oh, <laughs> we can't be there." Ha ha! A honeymoon. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And it felt at that point it did feel like haunting, right? Like that's yeah. when I was like, "Oh, it's scary!" Like that. It's a little. I would. Bit of a I would hope vibe. they had the same
0: thought if they think about like Kevin saying, "Yeah, we the you know third or fourth biggest city in the United States." But, bro, this is where all the thick women at. Man, you can't bomb. Can't bomb all the all the thick women. It would that would be it would be a waste, you know. <laughs> but no, just I, I remember that part. And yes, you're right. That's extremely terrifying. Like it's like, oh yeah, you know, we love it there. That's where we honeymoon. We can't blow this place off the face of the earth because you can, and that's exactly what they did to to uh, uh, hey, Nagasaki. Bro, and you know, Hiroshima. the only
1: reason that that's crazy that is the only reason why they didn't have it is he just so happened to have his honeymoon there. Other than yeah, that, they were just gonna go. Kyoto, and, right? I don't remember. I that. You, yeah.
0: I think so. Yeah. They got bro. How yeah. There's no there's no better adjective to, to explain it than than horrifying, you know, just just completely haunting, man. These people had no idea what was coming from. Them. And they say, I mean, ninety five percent of the people were just civilians, you know, like had nothing yeah. to do with war efforts, you know, anything, bro. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, when you think about that, I mean, bro, think about the remorse that, that, like you said, just it's a roller coaster ride, the remorse that you probably feel in your heart. Just thinking about that, like 200, over 200,000 people uh, being gone, wiped off, evaporated off the face of the earth and not seeing it coming at all. You just saw white, you know, we, the way that we feel right now, think about the way that Oppenheimer felt. Probably for his whole life. Yeah. You know, to, to the end of his days, I,
2: yeah. I saw a deal recently, it was like a little documentary or something on YouTube and it was about a, it was a professor out in California somewhere. And uh, he had like his whole life work, uh, right? And then he, he retired. And then as he got older, he started to realize like his body obviously didn't do the same things that it could when he was 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever. Right. So this guy's in his late eighties, early nineties now. And he, he really is just kind of confined to his house. He has arthritis, all these physical ailments. Right. But his mind's still so sharp as a whip. So he went back to his old work and he started thinking about it more and more. And he challenged his own self at an older age to a younger age. And he started figuring out challenges and problems that he had. And the reason why I'm telling this is because imagine Robert J. Oppenheimer at, you know, the latter stages of his life where he's thinking about the things that he did earlier in his life and all them other scientists doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. Fuck man. That's deep. It's heavy, you know. It's let yeah. me go deep. <laughs> just, just trying to get the lady's panties wet. Deep. <laughs> deep. 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 God, it's, it's it's such a mind fuck, man. You know, and, and like we keep saying this movie is is reintroducing people to the fact that uh, sometimes for some people this shit stays fresh on your mind you know anytime the news comes on and you think about oh you're talking about the conflicts between russia china and all these different things all the world superpower even north korea like all this crazy shit in the back of your mind you're like damn yeah you know world war three pops off what's the what's the the quote the saying is like, yeah, you know World War three will be you know fought with nukes, but World War Four is gonna be fought with sticks and stones, you know it's yeah. it's a hundred percent factual bro if we if we get into another you know war you know world war or conflict with with another superpower, it's so goddamn fragile, man, i mean it's so it's so fragile you got these egotistical. Uh, very stubborn world leaders and think about the fact that, that they claim they say that potentially Putin is is sick right what's stopping Putin from saying I don't go out with a bang Fuck all y'all you know I, if I'm going out y'all going out too hmm. this is so fragile yeah yeah I, I don't
2: know man like I don't know what this weird thing is in human beings where we do that, but we, we damn sure do that. You know, it's a, it's an odd, it's an odd thing, right? Who's, who's got the biggest, sti- escalation, escalation. Yeah. How to, you
1: yeah. Know. But, but, but a lot of times, uh, I mean, even, uh, you're, I was going to say when you're separated from people, be like classes separation, but that's not true either i've I've been somewhere and everybody get into a fight with somebody that they've grown up with you know just yeah. just because they said something or did something they didn't like or they talked to a girl like that they liked in a certain way so yeah, yeah. you're getting it from all yeah, levels yeah let's think
0: about the fact that i mean what was it the uh troy what what was that battle what was that um, that war it was started over a chick man uh, oh yeah helen, helen of troy I mean, yeah yeah yeah, I mean, bro, do we th- that's been, I think the First World War was started over a chick, if I'm not mistaken. You know?
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to spit out a lie here in a second. Stand by. Uh, <laughs> nope. The name, it was there and it was gone. Uh,
0: you can say any name. I don't want to vote, you know. I, I'm like Marie Callender. <laughs> <you know. laughs> <laughs> it's not Marie Calder, <laughs> folks. It was Betty Crocker, bro. Like, oh, snap. Dropping ball, right? oh, Marie Antoinette, right? That, Marie Antoinette. That's I think that sounds right, bro. But I, I could be totally wrong. I have no idea. I'll be honest. It was Martha Stewart, like. It was Martha Stewart. If
1: anybody's, if you listen to this in the comments, please put in the comments, man. Just let us know.
0: Yeah, we know it's you, Martha. I know. We saw this. We saw this. This is the brilliance of our podcast. You know, for for half of it, we sound like we know what we're talking about, and then we say some shit, it's like, nah, these are idiots. <laughs> you
2: know? At first, I was like, help! I'm kidnapped. Now I'm like, I'm exactly where I belong. This is I'm, I'm right in it. yeah
0: Yeah, it's great I'm glad you enjoy yourself man this this is what we try to do you know it's uh it's nerd culture man but I don't you know so far Cap, correct me if if I'm wrong man but this has probably been uh, the movie that we can nerd out the most because it's real it's it's history based you know and we're having fun with it but we've had our moments as Zen to where it's like hey yeah it's cool that we can have fun we can chop it up with our buddies with our friends and stuff but yeah. in the back of our minds we know that this real dark fact is it's there it's looming there and it always has been for the past 80 years you know yeah
1: i i think this has been probably the most sporadic of uh, like the tones like usually it's so it's so light we're we're so in love with the movie and the characters and you know what adventures are going on next um this one has been has been a lot di- way different um which I definitely appreciate it's been something for just a love of a film love of history and love of the the possibilities or different theories that we can talk about that stem from it and it's just more of kind of being having some fear but also kind of taming that by talking about it you know kind of processing those those fears by by kind of venting and you know talking about their perception and what they feel about it man so I'm I appreciate having a conversation because like I said this movie has made me think more than some of the other movies I've seen in, in, in recently and it does bring a little sense of like mm-hmm. oh snap and if anybody any leader that comes in, play, in power and like you said earlier tricky about having to do with the ego or just sporadic thought process and then all of a sudden we're in a different place for for some for some reason yeah yeah man it's crazy this is this is also why we have to be more vigilant and more selective on our
0: in our leaders man Hmm. well that's much easier said than done right i mean the way you put it knowing the subject matter and knowing the gravity of of everything that, that the movie refers to God damn, you would think that this is the same thought process that our rural leaders would have, you know, and they'd just be able to come together and say, hey, all right, we did this thing. We, we, you know, let's not get in a dick swinging contest. Like like you said, Jess, we, we know what we got here. This should force us to the goddamn table and sit down and talk about different ways to resolve conflicts. You know, and the fact that it hasn't since the inception, It just shows I don't want to sound pessimistic at all, but to me, it it damn near shows that, bruh, it's inevitable.
2: Well, I mean, there's a difference between being hopeful or being naive, right? And I I think that, first of all, y'all should all go out and vote Vader Palpatine 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that we, hey, we are Americans, right? I'm, I'm sure if this, I don't know if it screens in Japan and certain communities like that or if it's shown there, but I'm sure people with that lineage feel extremely different. Maybe Japanese Americans feel extremely different about this movie. Yeah. Probably going to tug on some heartstrings and do a lot of different things. Uh, I actually uh, heard somebody in the theater when we were talking earlier about the cities that they were talking about. Yeah. In that scene where he's, you know, that secretary, whoever that person in power says, you know about the honeymoon or whatever I heard somebody in the theater go wow yeah right like it just that was their gut response like knee-jerk reaction perfect
0: reaction yeah
2: right and and I mean we can talk about stuff like this and I do like there is a silver lining right like yes it was a true story a very very horrific horrendous true story it is a movie the silver lining to me is, shit, man. I, I love seeing people in the line out the door for Barbenheimer or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I like a yeah. tough economic time. People are going to the movies. People yeah. are on podcasts talking about stuff like this.
0: So. No doubt. Yeah. You know. You know. Obviously. You know. We don't. We don't voice any political views on on this podcast, man. We we try to make it escapism, right? But I think you touched on it a little bit at the very at the very jump of it. Just it's like yeah you watch the movie and you're like oh damn we did that but it's like hey we did that you know we were we were the ones you know there's there's some american pride and it's like if like we talked about had we not have done it who else would have done it you know and and how so much well. would it have escalated and would yeah. we even be here have the freedom to, to To talk about the shit that we've talked about. Like I say, the things that damn near borderline get us cancelled that, you know, I'm proud to be able to say and not be jailed for uh, at the end of the day. This is a country that we live in that allows those particular type of freedoms, you know, so um, it's it's something, man. It's a, a crazy world that we that we live in.
2: It, you know, in the latter part of the movie, I think I did tell like, you a little bit about how as as an american there's parts where it, it might make your i don't know if it makes your stomach turn or something but it makes you feel like you need a shower
0: right oh yeah
2: but then there's other parts you know when uh was it uh help me out kevin remy malik malik say it right? oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. 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 yeah all right
2: right. right in front of yeah, comes in man and i was like yes yeah right yeah. like that's the part where i was like this is how you know people that are in positions of power and authority like that when it goes unchecked, this is how we do live in a country where things can put in that. And I was so glad they wrote that in the script and told that part of the story too. I did not know that it was great to be educated about it. And it also was great to be like, hell yeah, America wins in the end. Right. And not just because we got a freaking nuclear bomb. or whatever.
0: Yeah. Now facts, man. Um, Yeah, bro. Yeah. It, it, man, this this movie is, uh, you think about a lot of different things afterwards I man i think you mentioned earlier about the fact that does this movie screen in japan i'm sorry i got a, I laughed a little bit but um look i know this maybe is a telltale sign it says a little bit something about me and again spoiler alert if you've listening if you've listened to this podcast up until now <laughs> you have not seen the movie with, appreciate you being here. Uh, hopefully we've given you some entertainment value for you to be here hour plus <laughs> But <laughs> um, dude, what does it say about me that I wanted to see more bombs, bro? I wanted to see I wanted to see a nuke take out Japan. You know, I I was like, "Hey, are we are we not going to show this shit? And like we're literally watching a movie about nuclear bombs. Uh I wanted to see it." And I, I damn near feel ashamed saying I wanted to see it, seeing how the fact that Christopher Nolan possibly had respect for Japan and the Japanese people to not show their people completely be obliterated by this fucking bomb that actually happened in real life. Um, so I don't know what the reservation was there. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. a movie studio could could do that easily a hundred times over, you know, with the with the you know slightly bigger budget. But I don't know what what is, what did y'all think. Which I think about the mm. lack the lack of uh uh nuclear bomb footage. <laughs> uh
1: man, I, I didn't really think too much about it. Um I, I do know that if you if you like look at Japanese media from like the eighties back, and probably still some of that we don't see, I mean you can tell it's definitely, definitely, definitely hit 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 influence their culture. There's no way it wouldn't, right? Uh, And that there's some stuff we haven't seen that we're not privy to as far as like how it affected them. Like we're not seen to shown that. I think that's important. I think some of the things we talk about is kind of like being able to educate people about our history, like the true history of it. So I I don't think is anything saying thing about you other than you want to know the totality of the history. Right. Are you if you're if you're if you're bold enough to show how this thing was created and the ethical, ethical conundrum. Are you bold enough to show what that actually, how they actually impact it actually impacted, not just say it? Um, so I, I can understand the curiosity um, for 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 that. There, there's a you know, I didn't learn about um, the uh, concentration camps we had for Japanese in in the U.S. during the war until I was much older and out of when I learned out of out of my own public public schooling uh, for that. And I read <laughs> well, you, uh,
0: you you just you you pretty much just explained why you didn't learn about it you know it's yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, american yeah. public school you think they're gonna right, be right. like hey guess what we did
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, that, that, let's keep that, this
0: history alive <laughs> you know? yeah
1: so but but, <laughs> but what it speaks on to i think about what you what, what we're kind of getting at is you know are we leaving room for the perspective of the other other side um because reading that book man really made me and change my perspective on how history is told that was that was my you would think that um learning about african-american history was the part where i was like okay they are completely you know excluding but to hear about that is like oh it's more than just what is done for slavery it's more than that than we are that we're not not privileged to so i can understand the curiosity of it and say it that way makes it sound less than you just want to see explosions
0: yeah I, I appreciate you trying to sugarcoat it for me no i i wanted to see explosions i wanted i was in a movie theater <laughs> with loud speakers and a big screen i wanted to see uh some explosions
2: i didn't even get to see the nudity man uh, yeah, I, I, I think sure right like that's what we, we like yeah. Human beings, we like violence. We like sex. We like all those things, right? The, the drama, um, yeah, buddy. and that's what it's about, right? Yes, sir. To that point, though, I, I I think that's kind of our our primal instinct, right? I'm gonna go armchair, uh, you know, psychologist or whatever here for a second.
1: Get it? All right, let's get it. Uh,
2: right, like that's effectively what they were doing in this movie and in real life, right? How do we kill the other person? How, how, how do we make sure that we survive and they don't that primal instinct to go way, 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 way back before the Internet's and the Spotify's and the Netflix and all that. Right, Yeah, man, it was what do you have and how can I take it in order to ensure my survival? And and I don't I don't necessarily know if uh, so. I think that that's that right. That's that piece of us. It's buried somewhere deep in all We're sick. of us.
0: We're sick. We're sick. It,
2: it is. But I mean, that's also what makes us who we are
0: how many uh, times have y'all watched the goddamn planes flying into the towers in that footage it's like this is the biggest tragedy that happened on American soil you're like fuck, those people in the plane not only lost their lives but when the towers collapsed they lost their lives but he's like fuck, it's an explosion explosions are cool you know
2: yeah, and, and like zero times people go, why why do I why am I why yeah, why am I watching this shit? Any events like that, right? Yeah. And and so I don't know if any of those scientists ask that kind of what do they call those existential questions, right? Like why why? Yeah, why are we trying to kill all these people to end the war? Like yeah. I mean that's a big thing, right? Um but I will say, like, I, I was pleased with the story that like in a way, I I didn't feel like I was watching like just another war movie, right? This this no, is no. not a movie that told you about yeah. World War II. Like here's something that may shock a lot of people: the a super famous, I guess, artifact of this was Enola Gay, the plane that dropped one of the yeah. bombs, if not bombs. I can't remember from history. That that phrase is not even in this movie, right? It doesn't focus on that. It tells you more about the story of the project manager, the yeah. guy that architects this and what was it like the dilemmas that he had and his personal life yeah. having a mistress or two or whatever and how this all fed into this whole weapon of destruction this machine that they were fueling, and how america was behind it with the u.s government with the cattle prod the entire time going yeah i gotta meet that deadline yeah you know and that's the scary part of the terror about this whole thing
0: yeah man Now that's that's so true um the the bomb was kind of the the b-side story right you know because it's all shown from the the a perspective of, of oppenheimer and his life you know even after the bombs were dropped you know and like like we just talked about they didn't show the bombs being dropped on japan you know we still had what 40 minutes of the movie uh regarding his trial and how you know it affected his life i know we've spent the better part of this podcast uh talking about the implications of nuclear war and the atomic bomb and everything like that which obviously would naturally have come up but yeah the movie you know is about robert j oppenheimer you know it's, it's about his life you know but that's his main contribution to the world right is uh it's the bomb and i like i like the way i like the way that it was told like you said just it if you would have talked about it or made this movie strictly you know say it was named Los Alamos or the nuclear bomb or whatever yeah people probably would have felt like they're just watching uh just a history documentary you know a very cool one but yeah just another documentary or something
2: yeah and I don't know the studio that put up the money for this like I know Chris Nolan works with Warner Brothers quite a bit I I don't know but I think that if you're going to have a story told like this you go to a guy like that that has like you opened up with like has that power of i don't know what he's going to do but i'm here to see it right dillis villanueve is another guy that does that right just did dune coming up with Dune two i mean guys like that people not just men people like that that do stuff like that they are masters of their craft with storytelling and they can tell a complex story like that in such a way where you you are on every you know hanging on your seat for three hours
1: yeah I, I i i like steven Spielberg, but i don't think he would have been able to do this and 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 the reason why i said is because there is a timeline it's somehow christopher nolan can make you feel the timeline in something or pace of something or we're in urgency of something absolutely without without doing something uh, without without having to have it explosions or dynamite or whatever it is I, I I came in there and I kind of figured, okay, we're gonna create the A bomb, but uh, I'm on I'm on like they're on a timer the whole time, and and really, it's not it's not it's not going on like that. So I appreciate him for being able to, to tell this story, man.
0: It's yeah. always based his movies. Yeah, time is is always a big thing for him, but that's because he wants and has to have so much realism, you know, in, in, in his movies, and you can appreciate that, like, man. You know the nerd in me, bro. Like I say, explosions, explosions are cool. So, so I, I appreciated the fact that he kept it real. When they finally did detonate the the bomb, it was awesome to watch and see, and show what would really happen in real life. When I mean, you saw the flash, you can visually see the explosion. From everyone's perspective you know where they are i think they were what like hundreds of miles away from the bomb and they're looking at it they're in awe they're like oh shit, it worked and then what like 20 30 seconds later they finally hear it you know and get pushed back by it that's real like you say kevin to your credit maybe if this was a fucking michael bay movie or a steven spielberg movie it would have been like boom you know you, you see the bomb you see everything like that's well that's not accurate but christopher mm-hmm. those those are the small details that he's like, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. Right. This is the way they yeah. made a bomb. This is how it would be. You know, I've, y'all saw those, a Beirut, those Beirut videos, the, the explosion. Everybody's taking it from their perspective. Like you see the explosion, they're standing there like, oh, shit. And then like five seconds later, they get knocked on their ass, you know, because oh, they finally, finally hear it. I mean, that's, that's, that's physics. That's the way it works, you know?
2: Spielberg would have got the aliens in there though, right? Hell yeah, Crystal mm. Skull, he did it. Hell yeah. Uh,
0: it you know, I
2: think Kevin, you said something that reminded me of something—a whole other like layer of this movie, uh, the unsung hero in many movies. You said it felt like. What did you say? It felt like time, like the time was always counting. or something? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was always. An, it was where we we're getting pushed to something, without having to. It was not it's like it's not like it's a bomb. It's not like well they're making a bomb, but it's not like in other action movies where we gotta get to this before the bad guy gets there because you can see the bad guy slowly getting to his goal to steal the money to destroy the world or whatever it is. You don't have any of that, but you yet you feel that in his movies.
2: Yeah. So I think and I'm thinking kind of back to some of his other movies and and he it's not just him that does this, right? But it's the music. It's the song. Oh, man.
0: I think Very about true. inception
2: and how it does Very that. True. Right. Like yeah. you got the violins or whatever. The, yeah. da, na, da, da, da. And I mean, yeah. like, you're like, you look at yourself and you're like, why am I sweating? Right. <laughs> and, and you're, 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 you're watching a movie about physicists getting in a room and talking about a <laughs> <on the> show, <laughs> and yet you're just like, Oh, damn. I could use a Xanax right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Like that's how it <laughs> That's is. so true. Yeah. I'm
0: glad you brought up music, man. Uh Kevin noticed to the composer for the score was in the credits, uh, Louis Garson, man, doing his damn Louis. thing, man. Uh started out community, did a lot with childish Gambino and uh now he's finding himself in, you know, major uh motion pictures. You know, obviously did a lot with Star Wars and uh he's worked with Christopher Nolan before, but what a what a career
1: and he did Black Panther man yeah
0: Yeah. what a career man I mean shout out shout out to him dude uh amazing but yeah just to your point you're right and you know good score makes a movie great can make or break a movie you know and uh yeah Christopher Nolan is you know it wasn't Hans Zimmer who I think was did Inception and obviously is is the goat when it comes to to scores but it still was Hans Zimmer, like, you know, it was just with the pacing yeah. and and the score and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree, man. Good, good, good eye, Tuck.
0: Yeah, man, uh, dude. Is, is there anything else we can say about about this movie, man? I, I love the layers that that we were able to peel back on this thing, and and that's what a good movie does. You know, it's it's like yeah. it's like. It was like watching a real life episode of Black Mirror. But unfortunately, it's 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 reality is very, very nonfiction. Uh, yeah. So could, could you go
1: could you go back and watch it? Would you be able to watch this movie multiple times?
0: Yeah, I plan to. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know if the kids still say this, but I think it's going to hit different each time you do. I yeah. think having this dialogue and haven't seen it, I think the next time you see it, I'll, I'll just see. I'm going to see nudity next time. Right? <laughs> <still do>. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do. I think you think about these things, you talk it out with your, you know, your coworkers or whatever, you chop it up with people and you think about it more. And you think about the hysteria, maybe of the fear of the Cold War and a nuclear arms race of just some accountant in Florida, right? or some janitor in iowa right like this was a real thing for people and it was the same thing on the other uh side of the world and you start to think about things like that right yeah. and uh kind of the devil is in the details when it comes to how this movie uh does inception for your own mind yeah
1: yeah i i, I think for me that that's what where i'm kind of getting that like there are movies that Christopher Nolan has that I've watched over and over again and seen little things here and there. And as I've gotten older and, you know, done my own research to see how he's done it, like, man, that was clever how he explained that and brought that in. Yeah. I don't know about this movie, man. I think it, it, it does evoke something in me to where it's like there is definitely some anxiety about this subject, man, because, you know. Yeah. Uh, you you don't know you may you may you may hear some stuff or whatever. I think what was it, what what movie uh, made they made me kind of feel the same way. Uh, Watchmen was like that um, because they have all these different things. Are they're still talking about the Cold War? There's all these you know leftover uh, apprehension and, and, and aggression and frustration with each other uh, with the U.S. and the Russia Russian or just the world in general. So yeah, it's a good movie. I definitely am gonna watch it again. But the way the way it makes me, in way in which it makes me think, it's hard, man, because of, yeah. the of the gravity of the subject, man.
0: And you should not feel wrong feeling this way. You know, like, in no way, form, or fashion, or is, that's very understandable, bruh. I mean, because, yeah, it's real life. You know, this ain't a Marvel movie. This ain't something that you go back for pure entertainment value. It's, yeah, it's gonna be scary each and every time you know
2: well and in fact the, yeah. in the same vein that we like the explosions and all the stuff that's the humanity of it i would say as well that it makes you think right and it yeah. makes you feel a little cringy but there's also yeah, some man. moments in there where it makes you stand up and be like well i'm not only proud to be an american but at the same time just give me some faith in humanity like we actually live through this as a species but yeah. for, for, for,
0: for 80 years so i think i was telling a kev with uh you know, the secret invasion plot, man, I think I mentioned it on this pod, I'm surprised that we still here, honestly, you know? And like I say, that's the pessimist in me, but I'm like, with the capability that we've had for so long, it's kind of surprising that we've been able to keep it even kill and not, you know, hit the button.
2: <laughs> I'm in that same camp, you know? And there's a there's a line in the movie too where he says something like, is this really what we want three centuries of physics to be? Yeah. Right? Like this is our legacy or something. But I don't um, know. You you asked a good question. Like, is there anything that hadn't been said? The only thing I would say to your listeners or any people out there is go see it. Get yeah. off your butt. Go into an actual cinema, a theater, and watch yeah. it. I, I'm not high on physics and bombs or any of that stuff. And this is a true American story. It's a world story. You're gonna love it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Uh like we say, this ain't a Marvel movie, this ain't a superhero movie, but didn't you feel us did y'all feel a certain type of way by seeing albert einstein on screen you know like the portrayal of albert einstein to be like hey we've everyone on this planet knows this guy knows his legacy you know knows his work knows the famous equation equation square but to see him it's like you you put your own it's albert you know and then you yeah, come yeah, to yeah, the really. realization <laughs> that like this isn't a dude that was so disconnected from where we are in time right now this was just barely a generation ago there he was in the flesh just living his life you know what I'm saying uh and then the name drop at the end of uh of of uh of JFK was like seeing like you know Fury or Iron Man at the end of a movie that's about to connect the next movie it's like these are our heroes you know what I'm saying these are the these mm-hmm. are the people that like we know and that we root for like our entire lives like oh hey he's talking about JFK oh him, you know, it's yeah, it's there's there's that's probably connected to it, man. There, there's like y'all said, man, like you said, just there's, there's something to be hopeful for. There's there is optimism here. Um, but Jesus, you know, this 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 movie evokes a lot of emotions, man. So, uh, with all that said with all that said Justin you know we, I, I keep saying you man because you know you're the guest here Kevin knows how this goes we do this uh each and every episode when we're talking about a new movie we're gonna get into our bank deposit rankings man right now so uh our rankings go from uh zero stacks saying nah I wouldn't I wouldn't pay another cent to see this movie all the way up to five stacks and bro, I take my money you know what I'm saying uh so, with you being our guest, brother, we're going to ask you, where are you ranking Oppenheimer with your bank deposit score? Five. Five. Shut Five. up
2: and take my money. i, I, <laughs> I do it again. I'm going to catch it on, you know, whatever they call it, VOD. On Tubi. Uh, it's got to be on Tubi next week. Next week.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I, I want to see it again, right? And I, there's so many things about it that I want to see a second time, just like with inception same director right or a tenant or another movie like that you want to go back and see it again so it's a
0: five for sure i respect it man what you got kev man
1: i'm gonna give it uh five 4.5 stacks man um i think it's a great movie i think it's i think i had a good movie experience going to the movies to see this not just visually but just to kind of be around people when you're watching this it just makes you feel even more so like how grand this world is right i don't know how i don't know how else to explain it but you'll feel it when you're at the theater right yeah um but that's that's where i stand like yeah take take the money uh go check it out you will not only enjoy the movie but you'll gain some knowledge from from when you when you leave and that that doesn't happen often when you go to the theaters
0: yeah i'm with you brother man i'm uh i'm right up there with you guys uh you know i'm a t- i'm a tough critic man i'm i'm still reserving my five stacks for um you know for, for for something man i don't know it's so something's gotta something's gotta no pun intended something's gotta blow me away you know and, and, and the, <laughs> you know for the for the five stacks not not that this movie didn't man because i i love it i appreciate it for for everything for everything that you both guys both touched on man we're all Bro, we're all just particles of energy, man. So being able to to, hey. to watch this in the theater, and have everybody on that same collective wavelength, you know, like understanding this movie and and everything that it that it holds value to, I definitely would suggest watching this in the theater. If you're a nutcase that's listening still up to this point and have not seen the movie, please definitely check it out in the theater. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this thing a four point seven, man. Four point seven, yeah. which I, I think is still high, uh, for sure. Yeah. But um,
2: I thought the stacks were just whole values, man. Now you're giving me more information. I didn't know. <laughs> 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 five, three point one four. Seven, seven, I seven, give five. it. I give it pi. I give it three, three
1: <laughs> point one four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In honor of Einstein.
0: Yeah. Now my bad, just uh, you're right. I did yeah. not divulge. Uh,
1: does that does that does that change your score? Any any.
0: No,
2: I don't think it does. I, I just I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw in theaters. Uh I cannot is, remember, but I have
0: a horrible it's Mission movie. Impossible, huh?
2: Oh, you're right. See, I told you I had a horrible movie. <laughs> I just saw it the di- like two days ago.
0: Uh what is
2: a, and I did a marathon to watch it.
0: What is a five stack movie for you? Like if off the top of your head, you know, what would you consider a, a an absolute five stack movie? Because we we plan to do classic movie rewatch uh possibly call it back in the day uh uh a movie where we review older movies what's like that what yeah what's a what's a five stack movie for you that you could think of in your personal for opinion yeah of- no well obviously the question you know i want
2: to go second
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh be, be, because you're because you're our guest. um beyond guests man i would have to say uh end game had to be a five stacks and and then just because of the going to the theater and the experience that i had yeah with it that that definitely had like go, who you go with to the movies definitely has a an effect on how you enjoy a movie it, point point being if my wife goes with me She's gonna ask a question or two. <laughs> Not that I don't want to answer the movie, but it just takes takes you out of it when you when you when everybody's been there collectively, been trying to watch every single movie that Marvel, Paramount, and Fox and whatever or and Disney had put together to 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 go to this point, man. And just to have the people react the way they did, and then you can go back and rewatch it and you can still have a smile on your face. Man, yeah, yeah. Ng gave gives me that that five. At least uh in the last you know three to four years or something like that because yeah
0: that's no wrong that's no wrong answer yeah Yeah.
2: uh except in game man that's (laughs) that's (laughs) no just kidding that's a great one uh i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it a little bit or a different spin on it maybe and say kind of by genre and take it back a little bit okay uh uh, sci-fi horror those are things that two things that i'll i'll glue my eyes to a screen for that uh, John Carpenter's the thing, man. This this movie is older than I am for sure. It predates my time on the planet. And there's just something about that movie where it they use models. There's no CGI involved, right? Um, and it's less about like this this thing that goes in that scares people. It's more about the fear of fear in and of itself. And it's cold. It's in Antarctica, right? Like everything's icy about it kurt russell comes in you know he's just a badass with a flamethrower in there so there's something about that where uh it always sticks out of my mind in that particular genre Mm -hmm. that i'm like man that's a good one with rewatchability. i didn't uh, the remake was good it was okay but when you're talking about five stacks and you're talking about you know a little sci-fi a little horror give me the thing Mm
0: -hmm. that sounds like a porn movie bro the thing (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's definitely <laughs> on Tubi. but now I, I haven't seen either one i ain't seen the, the original auto remake uh bruh it might be something i have to uh oh. check out maybe
2: yeah yeah check it out the john carpenter's a thing 1982 i think and oh, I'll, no. I'll
0: also say like an,
2: uh, any movie that kind of gets your heartstrings going you know
0: yeah
2: that's that's a good one uh i recently saw um devotion uh, first black naval 80, aviator. Oh, Jesse with
1: uh John Jonathan Major.
2: He said
0: it. He actually yeah. said it. Get him off. He's canceled. <laughs> yeah. Can't even say his name. Oh man.
1: no, John, he
0: got acquitted for that shit, bro. Fuck that. We Jonathan Major truthers Dude, here, man. He, he was, ain't do he was shit.
2: guilty in the court of public opinion. You can nah. never change that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love that movie, but you know, there was something about. I don't know the camaraderie the friendship the true story again right are based upon a true story yeah and you get to the end of it tugs on your heartstrings a little bit that's something we're always going to throw down some money for that for sure
0: yeah um five stack movie for me obviously uh, is the dark knight Um uh, but like i say that's that's obvious i've mentioned my love for the dark knight multiple times on this uh on this podcast man and i think uh kev we should probably divulge our our plans man we uh we uh yeah the face just made yeah me and kev plans to be wed uh we're gonna leave our wives and be together uh, uh, now nah. <laughs> nah, just make the face like i was about to say that shit. no i was gonna say I,
2: <laughs> uh, I used to live with kevin so i i could <laughs> give you some inside information yeah you tomorrow, know,
0: but... he'd be a, he'd, 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 he's a good one to live with uh for sure but, um,
1: sometimes <laughs> I'm not burning stuff
0: <laughs> now, nah, man, we, we are very proud of the way that we've been going to, uh, you know, about this podcast, man. You know, we tried it, uh, you know, a little bit of it in the past, but we've been like so consistent, man. We're happy with the way things are going. We plan to bring y'all these things more frequent. We've been on a very good pace. So as a treat for, not only our listeners and our loyal followers man but for ourselves as well uh we plan to do a very special episode for our 35th episode which 35 episodes was our benchmark to say all right we know we're gonna do this thing we're gonna do it we're gonna go full in uh you know both feet in in the the pool uh for the 35th episode we'll do a very special breakdown of uh the dark knight uh and uh, we'll we'll keep it close to the vest what we're going to do for our, our 50th episode but i think that's going to be a very special episode as well but uh the dark knight definitely a five stacks for me but um like i say that's obvious the matrix is a, is a five stack movie uh for me as well yeah
2: two good ones question for you on that when is the last time that you watched both of those movies start to finish probably
0: last week uh no no but in all honesty those two movies in particular are ones that I go back to pretty often and they're ones that I find something new every fucking time man every time
1: yeah. man I I, I I trust believe you. I, I watched um in the Stella just last week man just, so now,
0: that's yeah,
1: yeah. I, I when I first watched it, I didn't appreciate the ending I was kind of lost on it and now I'm just every time I go into it it's just like. Man, what is what is going on? What how does that possibilities, man? It's it's a fun rewatch.
0: You can watch that movie. You can watch that movie every day for the rest of your life. It probably you still get new questions, you know, because it just poses stuff that we don't know. Uh and we won't know until you probably we, you know, off this planet, you know what I'm saying? So that's a great one. No. we've named a lot of a lot of great movies man uh so yeah there are there are five stack movies i just you know say that to say like the listeners are probably like damn this nigga don't ever give five stacks for any any movies no there there are five stack movies in my opinion that that i will give five stacks to, and obviously you guys uh have have your have your movies as well so uh we're excited just we cannot appreciate yeah, you enough, uh, for being here, man, and, and being a very valuable, honorary yeah. black nerd on this particular podcast, man. Congratulations, yeah. you invited to the cookout, Brother bro. You invited, you invited to the you gotta wear all white. You gotta wear all white. I, I will,
2: cookout. I will, I probably won't stand out at all or anything. And uh, I'll bring some hard seltzer. does that sound? <laughs> you better bring uh, some nice. Hennessy, sparkling, sparkling <laughs> Hennessy. Uh, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> i had a great time fellas. uh good, i, I man. did thank you for having me on this was, yeah. it was nice i appreciate it and and best wishes on the future success here.
1: appreciate you and when waiting to get you back oh, yeah yeah One hundred percent. So,
0: 100%. kidding at me anytime yeah man great great guests man as always anybody listening everybody out there listening to us especially at this point man so much love to you guys man we plan to bring you all these uh often and uh yo we appreciate you we will see y'all next time we're coming to you again this week with the finale and the conclusion of secret invasion so be on the lookout for that as well uh pew, pew. yeah peace and love to everybody out there peace peace